I'm Michelle, certified personal trainer and certified nutrition coach. And I'm Marissa, and I'm a certified nutrition coach and group fitness instructor. And this is the Strong and Simple Podcast. We're tackling the latest fads, trends, and hot topics in the nutrition, wellness, and fitness industries using science and conversation to bust myths and give you the information you need to navigate the bullshit. Tune in for your twice a week truth bombs every Tuesday and Friday. Hey folks, welcome back to the Strong and Simple Podcast. This is your co-host, Marissa, bringing you this week's mini-sode. And this week I'm continuing on the sort of supplement theme that we've had going on over the last couple of weeks. And this is also in response to a listener request. I am going to talk a little bit this week about greens powders. So going to just give you the quick and dirty. This is going to be a super quick mini-sode. You're welcome. I'm sure you don't want to listen to my voice any longer than you have to. So my gift to you, a real quick episode for once. <laughs> so greens powders. So what I'm talking about here, this is a type of supplement that you buy in a canister or a bag. You can mix it in with water. You can add it to your smoothie or however you want to add it in. And the idea is that you are getting the vitamins and minerals that are found in various leafy greens so that you're able to kind of add that into your diet. So I, the way I see it is, is there's, there's pros and cons to both sides of greens supplements or greens powders. And to start out with, I think that we need to keep in mind that these are a supplement. Okay, so just like any of the other supplements that Michelle and I have discussed on this podcast, it comes with its share of risks and drawbacks. Keeping in mind that the supplement industry in the US is not a particularly regulated industry. And with that lack of regulation comes the risk of product contamination, comes the risk of inaccurate or misleading labels comes the risk of uh, potency problems with a product, um, different interactions with medications, things like that. So we need to keep that in mind when we're using greens powders. Now you might be thinking, literally these are just dehydrated powdered greens. Like how could this possibly be a problem? Let me explain. So as with any supplement, right, even those that are derived from natural sources, right, those food-based supplements, there is a risk of contamination, whether it's because of the way the ingredients were grown or because of something that happened in the processing facility for that supplement, there is a risk of some type of contamination. And there have been instances where various greens powders have been tested and found to be contaminated with different heavy metals. Um, we know that if you are consuming heavy metals in amounts above a certain level consistently, that can cause a number of different health issues for you. So that's one issue that potentially can come with these supplements. And unfortunately for you as the consumer, it's hard for you to know whether or not a product you want to purchase is safe because of that lack of regulation. Um, so that's one situation that could be a problem when it comes to these supplements. Likewise, when it comes to greens powders, they, they're a vitamin and mineral supplement. They contain 
um, high levels of different vitamins and minerals that are found in greens. Now, these are powdered greens, which means these vitamins and minerals are found in higher concentrations in these powders than they would be if you were to just go out and eat a salad. So with that higher concentration can come a risk of toxicity when it comes to um, consuming too much of a certain vitamin or mineral, right? There are certain vitamins and minerals that can build up in our system. And if we were just eating the regular whole food sources of these vitamins and minerals, that toxicity wouldn't be a risk. So that's another thing that you really need to keep in mind. Stop, I would say, don't look at greens powders as a food item, look at them as a nutritional supplement because that's really what they are. They are potent and they come with their own share of potential risks as well as potential benefits. So they're not a food, (laughs) even though they started out as a food, um, they are a supplement and should be treated as such. So this is where I'm going to plug the resources that I typically refer folks to when it comes to supplements and doing your research as an informed consumer. You're going to want to check out Consumer Lab or labdoor.com and look at the different products that they have tested and see how they fared in terms of potency and in terms of purity and in terms of label veracity so that you can make the best choice as a consumer if you were to decide that you wanted to consume a greens powder. Okay. Continuing with the theme of them not being a food. They are a supplement. They're a supplement, not a substitute. So you can't take a greens powder and have that replace actually eating vegetables in your daily life. (laughs) That's not the same thing. Yes, as I mentioned before, you are going to be getting a lot of vitamins and minerals in high concentrations that you can find in those different vegetables and greens that you would eat otherwise. But one thing you're going to be missing in in relying on a greens powder rather than the whole foods that it's derived from is fiber. Fiber is lost in the production of the greens powder. And most Americans don't consume enough fiber. That's something most of us are running pretty low on. So really good reason to focus on trying to consume as many whole food sources of those vitamins and minerals as you can. And really the greens powder should really only be relied upon to kind of fill in the little holes in your diet. So if you have trouble accessing fresh vegetables and greens, or if you don't have, you know, if your schedule is crazy and you don't have time to be eating as much vegetables and greens as you should be, right? Those are the instances where I would say this is an option for you, or for whatever reason you have issues with absorbing certain vitamins and minerals, right? But this can't actually replace eating, eating your vegetables and, and your greens. I'm sorry to say that you, you can't rely on it for that. Um, now when it comes to what is in these, these greens powders, there's a lot of different formulations out there. There's usually some type of, of green. There's some grasses, There's very often seaweed that's included. Um, And another thing that is very often included in some of these formulations are various herbs. 
which makes these an herbal supplement as well. And herbal supplements kind of come with their own slew of potential risks and dangers because there's not a lot of study around herbal supplements as of yet because there's so many of them too. There's like bazillions of them on, okay, that's, that's an exaggeration, but there's a lot of them on the market. And there are certain herbs that can cause different health impacts on us. And there are a lot of instances of herbal supplements having really terrible interactions with prescription medications. Just like there are instances of your standard vitamin and mineral supplements having interactions with prescription medications. So you really wanna be watching the ingredients labels on these products to see what they contain because you know, knock on wood, if you ever had to seek medical attention for something, you need to be able to tell those healthcare professionals that are providing your care what you are consuming for supplements so they don't inadvertently cause another problem by giving you a medication that could potentially interact with the supplement that you're taking. And when it comes to herbal supplements, because there are so many of them out there, that could result in a delay of care because your attending might have to actually go and research that herbal supplement to find out if there are any potential adverse impacts or medication interactions. So I always tell folks, you know, if you're going to go with a supplement, you know, avoid the herbal supplements unless you are really working with a healthcare provider on what you should and shouldn't be consuming, just as you should with any supplement, right? So because there are so many different formulations of greens powders, because the concentrations of vitamins and minerals are going to be higher in a powder versus a whole food source, because some vitamins and minerals can reach toxic levels within our bodies and there are the potential for medical interactions. And also finally, because this is a supplement, not a substitute, I always say talk with your physician or a registered dietitian about whether or not greens powders are a good option for you and also which one you should be taking. So research some brands together, look at the ingredients together, and then make that informed decision with a medical professional to avoid any of those potential risks that can come with supplementation. Now, outside of those issues with greens powders, I see two other issues. One is they do tend to be quite expensive. I'm sure there are affordable ones out on the market, but there are a lot of really expensive ones out there. Number two, they're disgusting. <laughs> they taste absolutely terrible. I'm sure maybe there are a few outliers that aren't absolutely horrible, but the ones that I have sampled taste like shit. Uh, zero stars do not recommend. And don't even think about trying to hide them in a smoothie because they have such a distinct, strong taste. They just ruin the smoothie. Trust me, I have ruined smoothies with them. So that's another consideration that you want to take into account is they're kind of icky. Um, and they're expensive. To me, if I'm going to spend a lot of money on something, I better enjoy consuming it and not have to like hold my nose and force it down. So those are some of the considerations that I suggest you make if you are considering starting to take a greens powder or a greens supplement. Um, it's not a substitute for a well-balanced diet. And if you are eating a well-balanced diet, chances are you don't need them. And there's no benefit 
to consuming them on top of a well-balanced diet because for a lot of vitamins and minerals, we will pass any excess that our bodies can't use. For other ones, those could develop to toxic levels in our body. So to me, it's not worth the expense and it's not worth the potential risk to try to get myself those little nutritional brownie points with the greens powder if I'm already consuming a well-balanced meal. That being said, there are circumstances in which you might want to consider a greens supplement, whether it's an absorption issue, whether it's an access issue, um, whether it's a, you're just having issues meeting those nutritional needs. But in that situation, you definitely want to work with a qualified medical provider or dietitian to figure out what the best option is for you. So that being said, those are greens powders in a nutshell. This, as I promised, was a quick episode and I hope it was a helpful episode as well. So thank you all so much for listening. And as always, if you have questions, if you have products you want us to talk about, if you've got topics you want us to talk about, let us know. Strong and Simple Podcast at gmail.com. Thank you again. This has been an episode of the Strong and Simple Podcast. If you'd like to learn more about any of the topics we've discussed or about any of our guests, please make sure that you visit us on Instagram at Strong and Simple Podcast. And if there's ever any topics, questions, concerns, anything that you would like to suggest to us, please feel free to email us at strongandsimplepodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. We, Michelle Farrell and Marissa Zabo of the Strong and Simple Podcast, reside on Pawtucket land. We acknowledge the land and the Pawtucket people, as well as the land and the people of the many Native nations of whom the land belongs, to respect and honor them and their land, as well as to be mindful of the harm colonialism has and continues to do on the Indigenous people of the United States and the world. This land acknowledgement is our commitment to support Indigenous peoples and their voices in the struggle against systemic oppression and for human rights, as well as to push against the canceling and erasure of their history, their stories, their culture, and their present. We encourage you to visit native-land.ca to discover whose land you are residing on, as well as ways to support Indigenous folks. content of this podcast represents the views and opinions of Michelle Farrell, Marissa Zabo, and their guests, and is not intended to be individualized advice or recommendations. Nothing in this episode is to be construed as medical advice or to substitute for individualized fitness or nutrition advice. Always consult with the appropriate professional for your own needs.